Facts over X episode 57. Y'all can see Gibbs has left the building because the uh least technical technologically savvy of the group man. got his phone. So <laughs> let's just cook Gibbs for a minute, man. Gibbs came on that. here last week. Didn't know his tw- uh, Discord password. Made a new account. <laughs> now he on his regular account. Gibbs don't know what he doing with his life, man. Uh-uh. Uh. Came in this week. Didn't know the password to that account. Now he's back <laughs> on the first account. <laughs> we about to be yeah, man. K Gibbs and Kitten Gibbs and Kitten G and KGNC. <laughs> he about to spell his name backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Who is getting oh. Kibbs? <laughs> So we're anyway. watching uh watching them Milwaukee boys get cooked right now. Yeah, man, they they getting torched. But let me grab my target. Uh uh uh. Swap one in, swap one out. Oh no, yeah. Chris, right there, we good, we good. Sorry for the brief uh introduction intermission. I was that was tough. But anywho. Don't worry, we we still we stung you, we stung you. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen. I know today is gonna be a tough day on the pod for me because I I was Ooh. talking my talk, I was talking my talk uh, last week, and, and you know when you when you when you walk out with the big chest, you know what I mean. You got to be prepared to get punched in it, and hey, you listen. know. First, Listen, first the Lakers punched me in it. Then the the, the Trailblazers came back, and I'm like, all right, bro, I, I think <laughs> I'm good now. Listen, Next thing you know the Clippers stumped out one. <laughs> Listen, Stop. audience, hashtag Gibbs is wrong. It's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> it's coming back. It, you know, you know what? I can live with that. I can live with being wrong uh, because I was really wrong, and I was I was running off of emotion last week. I was. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I was looking at the picks and I was like, man, because I, I knew the inevitable was going to happen. But I said, you know what? <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go with my guys. And my guys <laughs> sold me. They sold me, man. I, I, I got to live with that. I got to live with that. I mean, listen, listen, we all been sold before. We've all been sold before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and some folks still getting sold now, but that's another story for another time. So, fellas, let me ask you, how was y'all weekend? Uh, weekend was cool, man. You know how it is being in a, an adult. My plan was just to stay in the crib and take advantage of that double XP weekend on Black Ops. But you know, you grown another plan come up, then another plan come up. So I was ripping and running all day Saturday, then yesterday I was just chilling, man. Hey, listen, I, I get it. I get it. As long as those plans don't cost a lot of money, it's generally not a bad weekend. You can live with yeah, that. Alone. True, true. You know, they, they raised the price of outside while we was in quarantine. Like, we wasn't <laughs> yeah. going to know. Hey, hey, listen. Outside, you you go outside to take the trash out. It's expensive. Like, they'd be like, oh, listen, <laughs> 10, 10 for your trash. I'm like, 10 Man. for my trash? A start of quarantine, I- the cost to fill up the truck was $19. I filled it up the other day. It took me 38 Bro, uh, my, my, so I only use 93 Shut up. I don't need any judgment on that. <laughs> I only use 93, even though I drive a Honda Accord, but I still only use 93 because, like, my car just react better to it, the 87 and all that. Bro, it took me 40 beans the other day to fill up. I a Honda? Up. Y'all, y'all got it easy. City bike. <laughs> y'all got it easy. I got oh. a Durango. I got a Durango, oh, bro. Oh, yeah, you cook. That boy took 70 to fill up. Y'all talking about $40. <laughs> y'all talking about 40 I wouldn't go nowhere. Hey, I'm walking everywhere. It takes seventy dollars. 
it's only it's only one thing that I'm all right paying forty dollars for, and that transaction got to be handled in cash. <laughs> That's another story for another time. Uh, now, Give fellas, that triple threat, no rain. Code. That's Hey, if you pay the 40 ball, you better be in a raincoat. You better be in a raincoat. You're going to find out that it's, it's some acid rain out there, all right? But anywho, <laughs> fellas, we, we got to get into this show today, man, because we got we to gotta talk about how wrong I was, because Chris been cooking me all weekend. I mean, this man... It's it's like it's like when uh it's like when you you know you you messed around and, and like messed with your old lady little brother or something and was telling about how trash he was at a game and he finally beat you at it and then he uh, like hey bro you trying to come back and run it like you I was getting the text <laughs> all weekend from Chris uh you know my my all my guys got eliminated all my underdogs or all my lower seeds except uh Atlanta was eliminated and wait was that yeah I believe Atlanta was the only one. Well, me, me and Guyton had a wrong pick, too, though. We both had Portland. And you see what Portland sold us. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it, it, you know, it was it was a tough time for me picking this weekend. But we're going to get past that because we're going to have some tough discussions about Portland. Because we, we talked about Portland selling. Everybody agreed that this was Portland series to lose. And guess what? Stops in the crew lost it. So yeah. uh, we're going to talk about that. And Julio Jones, Shannon Sharp. Got it confirmed that he was out of there. That man is now a Tennessee Titan. Mm-hmm. Hey, imagine imagine being a safety and seeing Julio Jones coming to block you and Derrick Henry running the ball behind him. I'm gonna just be cooked off, off rip. Uh-huh. I'm just oh, that's I mean crazy. you got to make a business that's decision. Crazy. You got to make a it's, business decision. It's crazy. Do, do you do you want to be in Derrick Henry's trophy room? <laughs> exactly. And, and Floyd Mayweather finally says the quiet part out loud, which I've been saying about him for years. He's stealing from the fans. He is out here stealing <laughs> and getting paid for it. And we're going to talk about his latest stuff because I'm not going to lie to y'all. I did not watch that fight. I knew there was going to be no entertainment value. Mm-hmm. I knew that this was going to be some, some yin-yang and some riff-raff. But nonetheless, we're going to talk about it here today. All right? So that sound good to y'all? Sound good to me. Yes, sir. Excellent. So first of all, all the beautiful people out there watching, we appreciate it. Thank y'all, and what's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe Crew. We got the master, the mixer master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. And we got the main, the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. Now, fellas. Oh, I'm sorry. And then you got the little old MC. That's me, Ken Gibbs. I'm sorry. Words are beating me up today. The playoffs beat me up. Words beat me up. I just, you know, <laughs> God looking down there be like, fight back. Fight back, but it's it's tough right now. Okay, I'm doing my best. Now, when we look at this, uh, when we look at these playoffs, right? Let's talk about the Lakers getting put off first because that's that, well, that's what everybody want to talk about. We got to go there. The Lakers being put out has been talked about ad nauseum from a lot of angles. Yeah. What are what are your angles on it, and what do you think have been the worst takes and the best takes so far about this team? Um, so my, my first angle on it is, um, a problem that I have with a lot of LeBron led teams, not saying that it's his fault, but, um, when you see teams with LeBron where he's at the helm, uh, they have a tendency to have LeBron, another star, maybe a potential third star. And there's a lot of guys who, uh, are over the hill 
or they could be stars or second stars on other team and they play as individuals, but you're usually able to get bailed out of those situations because you'd be like, all right, LeBron, here's the ball. We need 50 this game. Win us a playoff game. And that usually it works until you get to the NBA finals, right? So I think it just finally caught up to them because they had uh, injuries to not only LeBron, but their second star as well. And you can't just – it doesn't matter the universe. LeBron is the greatest 36-year-old basketball player we've ever seen. And you're still not going to be like, hey, you're 36. You just came off this injury. Turn it on when you got KCP and Dennis Schroeder combining for two points on, on the floor. That's just not something that's going to happen. So I think um, if you want to get some some wins out of LeBron long-term in his career, you're going to have to start getting a uh, – you're going to have to start getting a, a nucleus of players that can play in that LeBron system. The best thing I saw, somebody said they surrounded LeBron with three and D players and none of them got three or D. And that's that, that's that's essentially what happened. So that's the best take I've seen on this whole on this whole situation. And I think the worst take um I think the worst take that I've seen in this situation is that a lot of people expected LeBron to just like turn it on and somehow control the game and win a one-on-five situation which we've seen before when he was much younger and playing against teams in the first round where he was the one seed and he was playing against an eight seed at pistons or playing against an eight seed at pacers which something like that is possible when you're playing against the one of the best teams in the nba and the second best team in the west it's just not realistic to ask any player let alone if you want to call him the goat he's still 36 years of age and coming off a high ankle sprain that's just not something that's going to happen looking at the games he didn't have a, a marquee lebron game but he's still came out with with 27 8 and 8 that last game you can't ask for much more yeah yeah chris what you thinking man what you thinking oh, a lot of things but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make it short um first things first the reason why i didn't pick the lakers is because the lakers don't even have a coach that they want they wanted monty williams so for that reason alone when monty williams took that finish job i told people okay monty williams he's that deal vogel might be cool but I don't know. Lakers missed out a lot when they didn't take Monty Williams. Every team Monty Williams has been to has been drastically, drastically better. He hasn't had playoff success because for the early part of his career, he had an injury problem with Chris Paul in the playoffs. Nobody has success with Chris Paul in the playoffs, except Monty Williams wins a couple games with him. But, I mean, this is – I think this is Monty Williams' first time being out the first round. I don't know if he was – yeah, he didn't I make it out of the first with the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah. This is his first time. So, yeah. So, just simple as that. Uh, another thing, uh, people people keep saying that, oh, LeBron's supposed to go legend. But let me explain something to you. LeBron, if you go watch any of the games LeBron's taking over, right? And, and yes, I am a Bron fan, but, like, I don't like the Lakers. So, it's starting to weed me off of being, like, a... I guess they call them uh, super Brown fans. So the, like, the more LeBron play for the Lakers, the more I start seeing the human part of Brown. You feel me? Like, I'll be like, okay, I got to say something bad about Brown because he a Laker now. But when people say Brown should have went legend, right? Here's, here's where you're wrong. If you go watch any game LeBron dominated, right? LeBron always comes out the game and gets his team involved first. And then he has his, his spurts. He has his spurts, but he'll go get you nine. He'll go get you 10. He'll get you He'll get you 27 like he did against the Pistons. Sorry, Detroit fans. But he he, he, will, he will he will have those moments because Brown always knows at the end of the day, down the stretch, when them triple teams come, them double teams come, I got to have my guys at the battlefield with me. Right. So if you go watch any – the best game to show the example of how Brown dominates a game, if you go watch game one of the 2018 finals, 
the J.R. Smith game when J.R. didn't know the score and you know how that went. LeBron dominated the pace. He dominated the defense. He dominated the offense. And he dominated the playmaking on that team. And they were up against the best team, quote-unquote, ever until, you know, what happened. But that's the that's the pure definition. And without AD, I just don't think that Lakers, like I said, I've been saying all year, that Lakers team is strictly made just for LeBron and AD. Like, without them two, that team's really not nothing. Like, I don't know how Triz and, and, and Schroeder lost a six-man-of-the-year talents, but I don't know. Drummond was a former All-Star playing like he's skating on ice. I, I don't know. In the pick and roll, he was just horrible. Um, KCP in and out the lineup. Markeith Morris didn't – I think he should have played a lot more. It was too late when they decided to play him. Marcus Saw surprisingly had a good series, I guess. I mean, he, he looked like a shell of himself. I just don't know. The team definitely went in the right direction this offseason. I just don't know how it didn't fit together. Maybe lack of playing together. But, you know, that's I, I, my, my whole thing about this series – I was I was reacting a little bit too much off emotion, and I'll admit that. I'll admit that I was riding too much off of. Brian's my guy. He's gonna he's gonna work it out. Like the famous '70s song says, "Brother's gonna work it out." Right? Yeah. That's what I thought was gonna happen. Here's the problem. Brother's 36 years old. Brother had a bad ankle, and he was coming off of the shortest NBA offseason in NBA history. There's like there's there are certain things that are undisputable facts, and those are just the facts that matter. And then when you add on all that, AD got hurt, which, by the way, fun fact about this, the final four from last year, only one of them advanced past the first round. That is Denver. Even Denver saw Jamal Murray go down. Hmm. Interesting. But now, going forward, it, it's it's – it's a sh- it's a sin and a shame that you know uh, Dennis Schroeder said that he wants a hundred million. <laughs> hey, hey, Dennis, I got some advice for you. Brush up on your Mandarin, big dog. You're gonna be in, <laughs> you're gonna be in Guangdong getting that. Get you're gonna be in Guangdong cooking Stefan Marbury. That's the only way <laughs> that you're gonna see a hundred M's, big fella. You Man, and to- the thing is, Gibbs, he he turned down eighty. And then when it did that in the playoffs, usually somebody turned on a fat contract, they come back and they they but, they they play for it. But but do they though? Because remember, Latrell Sprewell said, "I got to turn down this contract. I got a family to feed." He turned down like what was it, thirty or forty? And he never was. He never played another. I uh, mean, season in the NBA. But at the same time, we saw him do something. That's facts. That's facts. We saw him do. Yo, Dennis Schroeder was out there with like zero points. Cardio. He was doing. Listen, cardio. bro. He was on all the- of us. All of us on this show scored as many points as Dennis Schroeder did. Game five. <laughs> we hey, we listen. seen Bismack Biombo turn down a contract and do something. Hey, listen. All I all I gotta say is Ni hao, Ni hao, <laughs> Get ready. Get ready because you're not gonna be in the states next year if you're hoping to get a hundred M's. Who gonna Man. pay you that? The Pistons love a bad contract. I don't think they'll pay you a hundred M. A <laughs> hundred? Young man, go on about your way. Montrez Harrell, he gave the energy and effort that he always bought. I thought he should have been playing earlier in the series, but DeAndre Ayton just like 
he just bullied every single big on the Lakers not named Anthony Davis. Like, literally, he was just like, yeah, I'm going to just kind of wait here in the paint, and they're going to drop it off to me. And whoever is under here, congratulations. You're going on a poster, bucko. <laughs> and that, you know, that's that's not a, a thing to win. The best take that I've seen on this thing so far was from Richard Jefferson and saying, this is what happens when you have this extremely short season, when you have a, a LeBron that people forget sometimes. He's a great player, but he's human. He's not a god. You expecting somebody coming off of a – the average uh, offseason is about what? Three months? Yeah, it's Three? about 100 and this, – this is about 100 and something days. So 110, 115 days. Yeah. This one was 71. And really, people are saying 71 from last game to first game, not last game to first day of camp. Right. Like – Really, this was in reality like a month and a half, maybe two, a little about two months off. The man was 36. Now, here's the part that everybody forget. Last time we saw Brown off a long layoff, what happened? A chip. A chip. Yeah, but 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 he wasn't 37. He wasn't 30. He's going to be 37 next season. He was what 34 off the chip? They yeah, there's certain people. You just don't play with their name. You just until you know, like, all right, he really ain't. Even Jordan with the Wizards, you don't play with his name. You just, yeah, uh, I mean, he was MVP candidate uh, before he had the knee issues. That, that's my point exactly. You, it's certain people you just don't play with their name as long as they lacing them off. Brown is one. I mean, I, I, I agree with his name. Too I many agree. people playing with his name right now. And Tim Legler, I think, had the worst take. Because Tim Legler is a guy that everybody respects as like being super objective and really into the the uh, little details of basketball and all that. And he was like, this is what the Lakers get for cruising through the regular season and treating it like seeding doesn't matter and this and that. Tim, what the hell are you talking about? The Lakers <laughs> had the number one defensive efficiency in the league. You think they got that just by kind of like, yeah, so we're going to stand around and hope guys miss and um, they're going to miss at such a rate that we're going to be number one. Like, what is I mean, it? I, I, I do think that this version of this Lakers team, though, did have a tendency to be like, when the playoffs get here, we got LeBron and AD, we'll be fine. So they like. Man, and that's how all LeBron teams kind of are me, generally. Like, they but, coast. But can I, can I ask you a question, though? Was it the Lakers saying that or was it the media and the fans saying that? Because if you look at this Lakers team and see what they were doing throughout the regular season – they gave it all they had. It's just they LeBron. If that's was not all they had. Resting. They need to be gone. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. A lot of those Lakers, Mark Gasol is good for like four minutes out of the game. Like that's just what it is. That before they acquire Andre Drummond, who was their next big after Mark Gasol and Anthony Davis? Markeith? If you want to call him a big, that Trez, Trez, Trez. I mean, he ain't next big. He, he's six nine. Yeah. Well, anywho, uh, Schroeder. I mean, again, you done turned on that contract. A bit of a slumber. Listen, man. That listen, man. Gone. Listen, he's going to go to Wong Dong. Listen, he's not listen, be Gibbs. In no more. Listen, Gibbs. Listen. If one of y'all came on my house and said, listen, bro, they said if you punch me down the stairs, you could get 80 mil and go to L.A. 
and just relax. I'm so I love y'all to death, man. But I'm running to the back of, back wall in my house, and I'm coming with two fists, and I'm man. knocking y'all all y'all head down For the stairs. For eighty million, you could choke slam me down the stairs like Undertaker, bro. Let me get let me get a meal. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not even the fact that it's just. It's not even that it's just eighty million. It's it's the fact that it's in LA. If they come to me and say, can you get 84 mil for slapping one of your co-hosts? Do I get 168 if I slap both of them? Like if I, if I go like if I do like the, the head of state slap slap, like do I get more money? Cause slap like both of them, like three states. Exactly. Like, do I like what's going on? So I mean that's just that's but whatever. I, I really and truly believe the Lakers will be back. I mean, at the end of the day, you still got two of the best players on earth and they obviously are going to get some rest, and hopefully AD sees a doctor of some sort that figures out what's going on with his bones and tendons that, like, they just a little shaky. Like, that something needs to be discussed because nobody his age should be having this many injury problems. Like, that's – I think we can all agree that's a little – other than Joel Embiid, I don't think there's a single player of that caliber that's injured as much as him. All his injuries be freak injuries, too. Like, it's not like no – Common injuries, they be yeah, freak not, injuries, and, and it is not something like, oh man, he got a bad ankle and he he grant heel with a constantly bad ankle, he step with the bag. It's, this game is a hamstring, this game is a knee, this game is his shoulder, and now that's that's the biggest issue. Exactly, all right. it's all over. Like, what's going on with your body that like that that nine inches of growth over a summer coming back to bite you, ain't it? It's, it's coming <laughs> back to get. But anywho, they weren't the only teams that got put out the playoffs, Luca. And the Mavs got put out by the Clippers. Nobody won a home game in that series until game seven where the Clippers took it home. Hey, chat, what chat, can y'all put can y'all put a hashtag Gibbs is wrong down there for me if you're listening? Can you put a hashtag <laughs> Gibbs is wrong? Because he looked me and got dead in our face and said, I don't trust the Clippers. It's the Clippers. It's the Clippers. It's the Clippers. When me and Guyton was trying to convince him and tell him that Luka was out there one on five, but he was going legend. The only reason why they won two games and three games at that was because Luka was out there and he really was being the old Larry Bird, like Larry Bird in Indiana before he even got to the Celtics. Larry Bird. The only reason why they won. First of all, chat. Don't listen to this nonsense. (laughs) All right. No need for any hashtags today. The fact of the matter is. I was expecting Kristaps and the law averages to somehow make him have a game where he's like, all right, I'm going to go for 30 now. And if he had gone for 30 in any game that they lost, there's not a single game where the amount of points that he scored, the differential between that and 30 was not, would have been, wouldn't have been the difference between them winning and losing. Yeah. I want you to think about that right now. Any, if in any of the losses, he put up 30, they win. All other things else stay exactly the same. Just he puts up 30, they win. I, I mean, in like, a report from this morning is saying that Chris Stapps is upset with this role in Dallas. With this yes. Play. Oh, he my goodness. As a co-star as opposed to Luca's afterthought. Hey, 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 can I, can I explain something to you? Can I explain something to you? Luca was a co-star in, I'm sorry, uh, Chris Stapps was a co-star in the same way that uh, the the little kid who nobody remembers, who actually it was a different little kid every movie, was a co-star to Air Bud. Nobody cares <laughs> about you. Nobody knows who you are. It's a reason you get switched out every movie. Air Bud is the same. Yo ass the one that's going to... Ch- I, I got to stop cursing. This show, y'all is upsetting me. And Chris stops. 
You ain't no co-star. You are afterthought. Crazy thing is, points. crazy thing is, if Chris Tapps gave you twenty a game, he would be a co-star. The, the and, crazy and thing the is, the crazy thing is, Chris Tapps plays the perimeter when he had Paul George on him, Reggie Jackson <laughs> on him on the switch. Now, Gibbs, Gibbs, I'm not the smartest man in the world, but I'm six three, right? You mean to tell me if somebody five 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 four lined up with me? Even if I shoot like Curry, you don't think I'm gonna put my back to the basket and, and put him under the basket? You know, I I I grew up going to Alpha and Omega Reformed Missionary Church at 2540 Fingal. And uh <laughs> one of the songs that we would always sing when somebody was about to make that step and commit their life to Christ was take me to the water to be <laughs> baptized. If you are Kristaps and you get a switch with Reggie Jackson, <laughs> bro, clear out everything. Clear out everything. Tell everybody on one side of the floor, mm-mm, mm-mm, no. Hey, hey, Luca, Luca, right here, right here, Luca. People are talking about Luca was over dribbling. Who was he going to pass the ball to? <laughs> and, and the thing is, I saw a report, too, that said Tim Hardaway Jr. might get $20 million a year this year. Like he might get that Buddy Hill contract for the way he hooped this year. Stan so like, I can see. Does so does the, the is the NBA getting a new TV deal or something? Because like a lot of players are getting a lot of money. Who I'm like, uh, uh, if I'm getting Tim Hardaway Jr. and his pops as like a player coach, I'll pay twenty <laughs> mil. But like, uh, regular Tim Hardaway. Uh, but I'm gonna tell you, Tim Hardaway was hooping. He was hooping. He was, and and here's the the most the biggest indictment of Kristaps in this series. There was a point where the Clippers were going with this small lineup against the Mavs' big lineup. And do you know what player became the centerpiece of the offense when they did that? Boban. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Boban was a player, and this is no disrespect to Boban. I love the guy. He's great. He's great. He's fun. He's Man, I love Bobby. I love Bobby. And that's what I'm saying. Bobby, and Bobby like is that. actually, he's actually turned into a good player. Not great, but he's turned into a good player. But that's not a centerpiece of the offense, dog. That's not, if I, if you play in the small lineup and Bobby is your go-to guy, somebody, wow, people in the chat are actually dropping Gibbs is wrong. That, y'all hurting me right now, man. <laughs> y'all are hurting me, but somebody else needs to be your second in command. And this is the, I'm, I'm embarrassed for Kristaps. I'm embarrassed for Kristaps. Because Dennis Schroeder and Kristaps both pulled the same move. I want a bigger role. I want a bigger... Give me a bigger role. Nah. Bigger role for zero points? Off what? How long did Dennis play that game? 30 minutes? She's playing for a minute. Kristaps. Well, they was uh, down 30 at half, so... Kristaps. <laughs> uh, I want a bigger role. I want a bigger role. You have... A Morris brother on you. You are at least six inches taller than that man. Take him. Now, the not water. just him, bro. The Clippers' tallest player is Zubak. Even with Zubak on him, he got five inches. Gibbs. Yeah. Take him to the water to be baptized. Now, people are saying that Trey Young is taking the next step. He's taking a a a star step, a superstar step. What do y'all think about Trey Young and his, let's be honest about it, his demolishing of not only the Knicks, but in game one, I thought that it was going to be the supporting cast that got Atlanta over the hump. 
without uh, with with Embiid playing like a shell of himself defensively. Ben Simmons did not put Trey Young in a torture chamber. He did not do it. He was well, unable. Well, well, man, I'll let Guyton go because I might be a minute. But go ahead, Guyton. Now, um, I, I do think that with this playoff run, regardless of what happens the rest of the playoffs, I think Trey Young's his superstar status. Because when I think of superstar, I think it's less about like your actual basketball skill. Like I think we saw players like Paul George um, put up great seasons and wasn't really considered a superstar until they left Indiana. I saw a player like Kawhi Leonard be an MVP and defensive player of the year candidate every year and wasn't really considered a superstar until they started running all those ads and everything when he was in Toronto moving on to play for the Clippers. So I think it's more about name and and, rec- and recognition as opposed to like your actual basketball performance. <clears throat> I think to go inside of Madison Square Garden and spoil the Knicks' homecoming, finally making the playoffs, and the way he handled that whole situation and his play backed it up, I do think that Trey Young has entered superstar status with this playoff run. You know, I there are things to be said about that, but I'm going to save it. Chris, what you thinking? Well, see, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I just want to say this. You give Nate McMillan the pieces, and you see what he does. You see what Nate McMillan does. We've been saying it on this show. It, it, we've been saying it all along. When you see Nate McMillan gets the pieces, you see what he does. He can coach with the best of them. Doc Rivers, for whatever reason, is known as the best of them. I don't know why. We don't like him on this show. We think he holds that 08 ring under his suit pocket. Every game, but um, um, Nate McMillan, for one, is a big part of why they won that game because even with Ben Simmons guarding Trey, because against Ben Simmons, Trey actually had pretty bad numbers. Like his numbers weren't horrible, but they weren't mm-hmm. good. But they Nate McMillan, young numbers, right, 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 right. Nate McMillan found out if I bring Clint Capella on a high screen and bump Ben enough for Trey Young's small self to to swift around the screen, and he got Ben on his hip, Trey Young could facilitate, or Trey Young could shoot that little floater he likes. And because Clint Capella was the space between Trey Young and Ben, he was getting that shot every time. He was getting that shot every time. And then if he didn't have it, he had four shooters around him, or three shooters around him, Clint Capella cut into the basket with a Embiid that wasn't playing defense. Embiid did not feel like playing defense. So... It was tough. It was tough. I mean, Philly, his man. his meniscus wouldn't let him play defense. That listen, <laughs> uh, when you when you tear your meniscus, it's not so much just the running straight forward and backward. That's the hard part. When you change directions on that, mm, nah, that's that's a that's a tough deal. And the big part of checking that pick and roll is having the ability to stop when the guard stops and contest whatever he's doing. He couldn't do it because if you try to plan off that thing wrong. Bye, and B, we'll see you next year. Enjoy your time, yeah. dogs. Yeah, and, and the thing about it, though, man, Atlanta might take them six. I still got to go with Philly because it seemed like they was figuring it out at the end of that game because yeah. they did. They was down 25 at one point. They ended up losing by four. They figured it out at the end of that game. We just got to press it. We can't let Trey Young get down there and make decisions because he's going to outsmart all of us. So – what they did was they trapped him before he even got across half court and forced someone else to make a play. And I think that's where they're going to miss Rondo at. When they got rid of Rondo for Lou Williams, I think that's where they're going to miss Rondo at because Trey Young is the primary ball handler and it's not really anybody else on the team. Lou Will, I guess you could say, is a playmaker, but 
I mean, I trust myself against Lou Will versus Trey Young. So I feel it. I feel it. So when when we talk about uh when we talk about the other things that have happened in this playoffs, of course we all saw the Jazz were gonna whoop the wheels off of uh off of Memphis if um if Donovan Mitchell came back healthy, which he did. Um we've talked a little bit about the uh we've talked a little bit about the Bucks just demolishing the heat. It got ugly quickly. But now the Bucks are looking like they're about to go down in a 2 0 hole. Oh, it's not no looking like they down one twelve <laughs> to seventy four right now. When, whenever you see Thonis in, not Giannis, Thonis, you know the game over with. <laughs> you oh, know the game. <laughs> oh Lord. Well, looks like the Bucks are cooked for game two, going down 2-0. What's going on? Can they right the ship? Is is Bud out of there? What's what's going to happen with him? Um, one Bud is out of there. You can't have a team with um. With Giannis, I mean, regardless of of his playoff woes or what he does, he's still top five players in the NBA. So you got a player like that and you out the playoffs this many times, you just sign him to this long-term deal. Somebody has to be held accountable. You gave Chris Middleton way too much money. um, So Bud has to be the one that's held accountable because that's the only thing you can cut and try to right the ship. You're you're not writing a ship. When you got a team like this, like I said, Brooklyn, it's hard to, to beat a team that's extremely talented, even if they don't figure it out. If you're in a situation like this one, Harden is hurt, and he could possibly go the rest of this series without playing, and y'all could still win every game. Bud is out. I don't. I don't think um, the way it's looking. I, I think the Bucks are lucky if they get a game. I'm I'm surprised because with all the size that the Bucks have, it's just like it's it's nothing. It's doing nothing. The Nets are having their way in the paint. They getting they getting to their spots. It's not like this is a series where. KD and Kyrie are just, they just cooking in a way that just can't be stopped from deep. And you like, hey, it'd be like that sometimes. Because that happens, right? With superstars, you're going to have nights where you just like, hey, they rolling at the highest volume possible. Mm-hmm. It is the fact that they're, Milwaukee's bigs have done nothing for me. That's just, I, I'm in shock and awe. Chris, what are you thinking about this series, man? <sighs> but, man, I, I said it this week. I mean, I said it, yeah, I said it this week to y'all, but I said it last week, the week before that. If the Bucks lose in four or five to this team, but is he's almost out of there faster than stops. Like literally, when we saw we're gonna get to Portland, but literally when Portland game ended, we got a report that's the next morning at 8 a.m. Stotts and Portland mutually agreed to go separate hey, ways. Can we eight AM Stotts, Stotts didn't get back on the plane, bro? They Stotts <laughs> trying to get back. Hey Terry, what you doing, bro? I'm a head coach. <laughs> no, I don't know who told you that. You know, how, you know how fast Bud gonna be out of there. You remember how the fast? start of that Lakers season when they had that that unstoppable lineup that all got injured, and Mike Brown uh set Kobe at the end of that one game, and Kobe gave him the death stare, and literally like the game ended at twelve oh one a.m. At twelve oh three, Mike Brown was out of there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they might they might have to come get Bud up off the sideline. Hey, listen, listen. How how about how about Bud go be walking into the locker room behind the Nets because he know Dan Tony gonna take that job over there. He gonna hey, be like, Dan Tony, you might as switch. You might as well switch, man. Go, go ahead, go ahead, clock out, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> the owner gonna walk up to the top on the shoulder. 
Hey, hey, bro, go ahead. Just clock out for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. We already packed your office. Just clock out. Just clock out, bro. Just clock out. You know, like, my, my, my family, they, they move. They move. We send, they hey, move. we send everything in your office to your box. I mean, we send everything in, in your office in a box to your family, bro. Just clock out. Yeah. Just clock out. <laughs> bro, I got security already, bro. Don't don't make this ugly, please. But, don't. but, but all jokes aside, though, nah, man, Milwaukee looked like they were a different team in that Miami series. Like, I think yeah. they purposely wanted to play the Heat to get over that fear. But we we all said on this show. I don't know how. I don't. Maybe we do watch basketball. I don't know how we knew. But um, we all said that if Middleton plays like this, the Bucks should win the East. And what is Middleton doing? He's wetting the bed. He's playing not only worse than he did last year. He's playing god awful. And, and, and this is not just a slander Middleton line. Because Giannis, you mean to tell you two for nineteen on free throws, big fella. Mm-hmm. Two for 19 on free throws. I made a free throw you, in this series. Listen, if he made five of those free throws, they win game one. Yeah. Can I can I can I tell you something real quick? Uh what was that? What did uh what what's what's Wolverine's real name? Is it Hugh Logan? Jackman? Logan. Oh yeah, Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hugh Jackman. What what's that play he was just in? The the greatest greatest, greatest showman? showman. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's greatest salesman material right there. That's the, <laughs> you got to be the greatest sell, bro. To not to not make any free throws, Giannis. What's going on, dog? You can You're about to get like demoted from like that. All right, you like top five because honestly, you can't be top five if in this series people can use a hacker you thing and like you're like, oh well, we cook. Like you you just because the Nets can do that all day. They have a lot of players on that bench. That when this team comes out as a legendary team on 2K35, they're going to be replaced with some random guy named Al. Tom Jones. <laughs> exactly. Tom Jones, 65 overall. Like, that's just, that's what's about to happen. Like, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing, really, bro. You got to, you got to do the little stuff. You got to hit them free throws. And that's, that's just that on that. But let's talk about the, the series that give us a little more intrigue here, okay? Utah Clippers. Who we got? Who we got? I'm going to tell you right now. I got Utah. I got Utah. I still ain't trusting the Clippers. I don't trust them. I don't care. Being Luka Doncic with a stiff neck don't mean nothing to me. Y'all got two of the best perimeter defenders in the game. And y'all, this man, that man worked y'all. He worked. So anyway, I don't trust the Clippers. I got Utah in six. Listen, This is a series of trust. This comes down to it being a series of trust. And it's do I trust the Clippers more or do I trust the Jazz more? And here's the thing. I'm rolling with Clippers in six. Here's the reason. The only advantage, like clear-cut advantage I see that the Jazz has is Gobert down low. If you can somehow get Gobert involved in the offense more than he is, this is an easy win for the Jazz. But I don't see a universe and where Gobert is going to be aggressive enough to take over a playoff series. The only other person on the Jazz that could turn the ties of this series is Donovan Mitchell. And I think the Clippers woes. I think some light bulb went off in Kawhi's head in game six and seven when he was checking Luka. And he was like, all right, like, I'm kind of out here alone. I'm going to have to do this myself. And he did a hell of a job defending Luka. And I think he could do the same to Donovan Mitchell. So I think if, I think if Kawhi plays... 
excellent defense on Donovan Mitchell and gives you 25, I'm rolling with the Clippers in six. Well, 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 I guess it's down to me. Listen, man, listen. <laughs> if there's one person, you know, I, like I said, I was the biggest Brown fan in Cleveland. I, I mean, I'm still a Brown fan, but it's limited now because he's a Laker. I can't be nice to a Laker. This is not him. But if there's one person on that Jazz team I trust less than Paul George, it's got to be Jordan Clarkson in the playoffs. It's got to be Jordan Clarkson. Because when I saw that Cleveland team with Jordan Clarkson, he might have played worse than Dennis Schroeder. He so might have played think worse. You figured it out in Utah? I was no. just about to say that. I, 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 like, I, like Clarkson a, I like Clarkson a lot, but playoff Jordan Clarkson is, is a different breed. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. And then you got Gobert, who's limited offensively. Like, I mean, he going to get his double-double, but, I mean, he's limited. And... And they got the defenders, they quote-unquote have the defenders, that can limit Donovan Mitchell to his 30 and 6 a game, right? If you limit Donovan Mitchell to 30 and 6 a game, he don't have no crazy games like Luka did, that's that's a good job. And to be honest with you, I still think it's a huge gap between Luka and Donovan Mitchell. So that being said, yeah. I'm going to have to roll with the Clippers, man. I know I hate the Clippers, and I know it's still not a Clippers town, even though the Clippers still in it. But listen... Listen, listen. You, it, listen. it can't be your town if you don't have a single conference finals appearance. <laughs> you can't like you can't do that. That's not listen, how it work. Listen, listen. I'm gonna have to go with the Clippers, man. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with the Clippers in seven. It's gonna go seven just because Gobert is gonna be such a problem on defense. Like I said at the start of this playoffs, it boiled down to who can get you a bucket. And even though he is pandemic P, I got a lot more faith in Kawhi Stop and PG it. to go Stop get the bucket than a lot I'm, of now, players. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. See, listen, Jordan Clarkson catch a slander by name, okay? Because it's who he is. <laughs> we all right. watched him sell LeBron on the biggest stage. Just sell repeatedly. Right. Just This man is actually putting up an efficient 20-year game right now. Ooh. In the playoffs, an efficient 20. This ain't like a, a, a 8 for 29, 20. Like he's going last game, 9 for 20, 24 points. Game before that, 24, 8 at 18. Yeah. I'm just saying, game before that, 15 on 5 of Listen, 11. listen, but he was playing Memphis, who is a team that lets up almost 117 points a game or more. The Clippers don't let up 117 points or more. For sure, but who... Here's here's my question, right? Okay, so you say PG is probably going to be checking Clarkson, right? Like, if Clarkson's on the floor, PG is probably going to be the guy to have yeah. that matchup. But PG Clarkson plays a lot of minutes off the bench. So who's going – I mean, what who, who are they going to come up with to out of their bench rotation to be like, hey, bro, don't let Jordan get 20. Reggie Jackson? <laughs> Pat Bam. <laughs> Pat, 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 Pat Bam doesn't want to listen, play Pat Bam. Listen, right listen, listen, Gibbs, Gibbs. He's out there yelling. He's just out Gibbs. there yelling. Barking. Hey, Gibbs, Gibbs. You're missing a point, though. You're missing a point, though. Um, when you got somebody that don't show up in the playoffs, you don't need nobody to check So, I mean, you, you, know, you listen, know. All I'm saying is, if, if we talk at X-Factors in this series, if Mike Conley is healthy... He is going to cook 
the living life out of whoever they bring out at point guard. He's going to cook them into oblivion. I think, I listen, think that's the X factor we need to think about. If, if, Mike, if Mike Conley can't ball this series, if Mike Conley don't show up, hey, Clippers, y'all got. I'm listen, not going to Clippers don't got. I, show. I don't even. I don't even. I'm not even questioning Mike Conley because Mike Conley been on been on been with Memphis and he's made he playoff runs. I'm not questioning him. I'm questioning the Jazz playing like they did this regular season. The Jazz were leading the league in three pointers made. They were leading the league in open three point shots. They ball movement was out of this world. They 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 played the Grizzlies as soon as they got down on Mitchell back. They crushed the Grizzlies. However, they played the Grizzlies the Grizzlies close. I don't see I don't see any player on that Jazz team that's that close to Luka to make that much of a difference. Like when but like honestly, when I say if the Mavs played the Jazz first round, you would you think it would have went to seven and been as close as it was with the Clippers? No, no, no. and that's that and Gibbs. That, that's not my that's not my point. I think the Jazz is a better team for sure. However, the the reason why the Clippers struggle is because let's be honest, they didn't think Luka was going to do that. They didn't. Even last year, Luca did it. He 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 only had three games where he actually did it, and one of those games he lost. So they won six games last year, and they I mean and let let the record show. Mavericks would have beat him if Porzingis showed up. I said it last week. I said it the week before that. Mavericks would have won. I don't see us like I, I just don't see a world where Donovan Mitchell can can put up forty a game, and that's almost what he's gonna have to do. Because I don't got faith in Jordan Clarkson. I definitely ain't got no faith in Joe Ingles. I mean, if Joe Ingles is, I don't. I'm sorry. I just don't. Kawhi had to drop 45 for them to get past the Mavs. Listen, listen. I get that. I get that. I get that. But like I said, he can do that. Kawhi can drop 40. Kawhi has hit that superstar status. He Kawhi can, he can drop 40 on a regular. Knock it off. He, he, he has. He's hit that. He he's hit that status. He's hit good. that status where he can hit forty if he absolutely had to. I think he could. His average this series was thirty three. Gibbs, come on now, come here's, on now. His average was thirty three. Here's the problem. His average was thirty three with Kleber and Porzingis and Bobby defending the rim. They don't have a Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert only averages what eleven and nine, and and nobody looks at his contract like. He does not deserve that. He except Shaq, of course. And Shaq don't think anybody in the NBA <laughs> deserves anything other than vet minimums. Like that's so. I mean, it makes sense that like, all right, Kawhi, you could drop forty five against them. You're gonna have a harder time in the paint this game. Not that the Jazz have extremely better individual defenders on the perimeter. They just play better team defense than than the Mavs do, which is surprising by a Rick Carlisle coach team, but. I mean, I, I just don't see them going off the same way. The same way that they were able to keep John the wraps a little bit. And no, I'm not saying that John Kawhi are the same caliber, same type of player. But a large part of what Kawhi does is normally he's going to be bigger than the wing that he's facing. Normally he's going to be able to get to the basket and finish. You're going to have a harder time. You're going to have to use more skill. Kawhi is extremely skilled. He's not 45 off skill good. He's just not. Not, no, a, no. not every single I, night. If, if Kawhi can give you 33 again this series like he did last series and Paul George can give you 20, they they should win this series. Because I know Marcus Morris going to give you 15, average 15. I know. he don't. And Marcus Morris on them Celtics, he, he showed he can be a third option. He showed he could be a third option to get you to the conference finals. Now, after that, it's over. But he showed he can be a third option. And secondly... The Clippers are just 
I mean, they 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 got a small ball lineup where Gobert might not be able to be on the floor. If they make it past this point, is it over with though? I think Utah might be from a matchup standpoint. I think Utah might be the Clippers' toughest challenge. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. There's a, there's one re- there's the biggest reason I don't believe in the Clippers because trust me, I'm a Lions fan. I don't do that whole like oh just your name alone makes me not believe in you. They have this guy on the bench named Tyron Lue. <laughs> and like I, again, I will never forget this moment that the team had to remind him, bro, you the head coach challenge. That, <laughs> that was enough to me to be like, yo, this is not, this ain't it. I know that what team, it was for me for Talut when Doc Rivers was like, Paul Torres saying all this, he got Talut now. Well, Talut was sitting next to me. <laughs> and the thing is, and the thing is, when you look at this. Ty Lue might be a worse coach than Doc. Like, I don't I don't think that there's an argument that, like, yeah, Ty Lue's a better coach than Doc. Like, hands down. Damn. I don't think there's a single argument to make there. I so. mean, they both got one ring that was kind of gifted to them. I mean, Ty Lue ring was a lot harder to win. And I'm sorry, I was plugging my laptop. Tyron, Tyron, Tyron Lue, I mean, he came back from 3-1. He had to make several adjustments against that Warriors team. So, I mean, I because I, think about it. He he had to he had to make decision. Do I play Tristan Thompson or do I sit? Okay, okay. I and get Tristan that. I get that. and him him putting Tristan Thompson back in the lineup got them game five. Yes, Kyrie and Brown had forty one, but Tristan Thompson also had seven offensive rebounds that game that helped them win that game. Then and, game and, six, and those 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 Celtics those Celtics really when you look at the the playoff run that they made they really did not play a soul. They really did not play yeah, nobody true. that you were that's like, true. that team should beat these Celtics. Or like, they took that a challenge in the East. Was it what, washed up Pistons? Yeah. Yeah, because everybody knew. The, they made it to the finals. Ariza was a rookie. Bynum was in the second year. And Powell just got there at the All-Star break. Everybody right. knew Thibodeau was coaching up some defense. Now, was he about to pop a blood vessel because the starters were only playing 38 minutes a game? Sure. <laughs> but he was coaching the heck out some defense with that team. So, I mean, it, people knew, like, all right, LeBron is one player, but, like, Booby Gibson ain't going to show up for this series. Like, that's just how this is going to work. Right. And, and, and the thing is, uh, that 3-1 lead also, Ty, uh, Tyron Lue made a decision. Hey, you know what, Tristan, you was better off the bench he started Richard Jefferson and put Kevin Love at the 5-1 game, if y'all remember. And that that worked wonders for them because they were able to switch everything. Switch everything. So, Listen, I mean... I'm, I'm not... Ty Lue's ring was harder than the than, uh, Doc Rivers. But also, Ty Lue's still some ass as a coach. He's still yeah, terrible. I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that was Ty Lue's doing. I think that was just... Honestly, I think that series came down to health. The Cleveland played their ass off. Uh, the play they butt off. Kyrie played great. LeBron played legendary. But I think that's another series that you, if you look at revisionist history, I think health played a big factor in that series. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, when we look at these, when we look at the rest of the NBA playoffs, and we talk about health playing a factor in the way that it has, um, as far as Philly Atlanta, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? And Denver and Phoenix as well. Those are two series. That health could, I mean, yeah. without Chris Paul, do you see a world where Phoenix beats Denver without and, a need, and, without and a need we, playing defense? Do we? See and we get 
76ers. We got to talk Portland too, man. Don't forget, we got to talk. Oh, we got we gonna talk Portland. We gonna get to Portland, right? We got some time left. We got some time to cover both and get to Portland. <laughs> okay, um, but go go ahead, Chris. Uh, no, I was gonna say, um, to be honest with you, Chris Paul is probably the only star in the playoffs right now. I have the least amount of faith in. Like he he. I'm a Rockets fan. For the listeners that regular listeners, they know I'm a Rockets fan. He got me to my highest point. I was really to bet my life savings on the Rockets. I was ready to go ahead and tell <laughs> everybody the Warriors is cooked. I will bet my life savings on these Rockets. And what Chris Paul do? Oh, no, you don't. That's what Chris Paul said. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> don't you do that because you know I'm not going to be there for game six or seven. You know I'm not. Don't do that. So I think it goes seven. Because Devin Booker is really having fun out there playing basketball. Like, Devin Booker has looked so smooth this year. He's not smiling. He's out there serious face. And people forget he only 23 the way he plays. Like, he plays like an yeah. older vet so much. So, somebody had never been in the playoffs before. And I think his time is coming up. Like, his time to to, to, to kind of be like that one, two, three seed every year in the, in the West, his time might be coming up. Because, I mean... You look at that closeout game, most young players, they get you 25 and then you close them out in a close game. Devin Booker said 47. He came said 47. And then, look, didn't even smile nothing. He, he was getting his team back engaged when they was laughing. Jay Crowder dancing. Devin Booker looking at him like, stop that. No, cut that out. No, Job it's not, not over yet. Job not finished. So, to me, that's, that's a driven. So, I'm going to go with Phoenix in seven. Just because no Jamal Murray, and I don't think Monte Morris goes ballistic again. I, I just don't. Like, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. All right. Josh, what you thinking, man? What, actually, well, wait, Chris. Chris, yeah. in the East, the series where health is lingering big. 76ers, Hawks. What you thinking, man? What you thinking? I mean, I, I'm going to go with the best player in that series. I'm, I'm going to go Joe LNB, get his act right on defense, and I'm going to go Philly still because, I mean – even without Joel Embiid, yes, that Hawk team has a lot of talent and they coach well, but Tobias not going to shoot as bad as he did in that first game again. Seth right. Curry going to play more like he did at the end of that game. I'm going to still go Philly in six. I think the Hawks get another game, but I'm going to go Philly in six. Okay. Um, All right, Josh, what you, I'm, what you I'm think? Going to, I'm going two six-game series. I'm going to go uh, Philly in six just because even if Embiid isn't healthy and I think the smart thing would be to sit Embiid as much as possible to make sure he's as healthy to go for the conference finals just because even though the Hawks are extremely talented, extremely well coached, I don't think they're ready to take that next step and just purely based off of size and experience, I think Philly can pull it off like pretty much everybody on Philly played a bad game except for Embiid and Seth Curry in the fourth quarter and I don't think that happens again. So purely based off of size, I think they'll be able to pull it off. It'll be some close games, but I think if they don't fall into the trap of 2021 basketball, which they've been pretty good about, if they just use your size, get down low, they can take advantage of these series defensively and control the pace. Um, Phoenix, I'm going Phoenix and six. Reason I'm going Phoenix and six is the same reason I gave for um, the Portland series with Denver, which I said Portland was going to win. I didn't expect everybody not named Damian Lillard to play that that poorly. So I didn't see that coming at all. But it's just a matter of sometimes the playoffs come down to buckets. 
And I think without Jamal Murray, it's going to be kind of hard for Denver to generate those buckets because Jokic is going to get his numbers, but Jokic is more of a facilitator. It's not a lot of situations where uh, you can get Jokic the ball and be like, go get me a bucket. He can get it done, but it's not something that's guaranteed every game. And I got a lot more faith in Aiton defensively and his mentality when it comes to the game in order to at least apply some pressure to Jokic. And then I think on the other side of the ball, you got Chris Paul who can play make for you. And then you also got Booker who's looking like he's going to be a guaranteed bucket. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say this about eight. I think he barbecue chicken this series. I think he's going to actually be kind of hard to keep out there this series. But I still think so. Got things. Yeah. But who do you, who do you replace him with? I think defensively. With? I think defensively, Aiton is going to be all right out there. Who offensively. Do you, who do you replace him with? I, I, think, I think the opposite. I think he'd be good offensively, but defensively, he ain't ready for all them bag of tricks Joker got. He not. So, he not. so who do the sons? Who do the sons have that you say? All right. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, he's gonna be out there, but I think it's gonna be stretches where when they down when they because the Nuggets go on those big runs when they down like a twenty to seven run or twenty to four run. I think they sit Aiton and they run small for a minute and try to get some quick pace and make Jokic run up and down that court. I think they try to tire him out like that. So let me tell y'all something that's very simple here. Uh, the first round showed me something that I had not fully considered. Again, all of those teams that had that very short rest, it's not looking good for none of them. The Nuggets are the only one left. They're gone. Suns in five. Suns in five. The only reason, the only reason that they won the series that they did is because Monte Morris pulled out something that we none Woo. of us could have guessed. Yeah. Anybody who bet on anybody who who took a bet on uh, Monte Morris's under over that game and went to over, congratulations! I hope you enjoy the new house that you're about to buy. Even in this market <laughs> where houses are going for like 50, 20, 30 percent more than what they're worth, but that's another story for another time. Um, when I go back and I, I look at what this Nuggets team is, they've had a great season. They've had a great run. Again, out of the final four teams from last year, they can say, "Hey, we got the farthest." You know, whatever, whatever that means. They're toast. That's that's over and done with. Um, now, on the other end, Joel Embiid is the key. Period. Period. I don't think that this team has what it takes without Embiid at at least 90% to beat uh, Atlanta. Only because, number one, Trey Young is, he's, he's, he's playing like a different breed right now. But not only that, the supporting cast. Is showing up. Yeah. John Collins is showing up. Clint Capella is showing up. They are not. It's not like a oh, like you know, we're kind of just. I mean, and B did him. have forty though. I mean, he he got thirty nine, and that's and that's what I'm saying. And B, the problem is they can't afford to rest and B. I agree with you, Josh. I think resting them would be a great idea if you could. I don't think they can. I don't think that you could rest and B and still be like. Yeah, we'll be all right. You you think the supporting cast on Philly, you think that uh, Atlanta's defense is good enough to make the supporting cast on Philly play that way again that they did game one? Yes, absolutely. The only player that I think will have a a much better game is Tobias Harris. And I think he's going to have a much better game in maybe two games. If MB cannot play some defense, this team is cooked. This team is done for. Well, I, I think they cooked to the next round regardless. But, I mean, yeah. I think they beat the Hawks. The Hawks, too. You, oh, you got to remember, experience going to come in and play at one point. I'll tell you what. 
I'll tell you what. I'm actually I'm actually more worried about the 76ers now than I would be next round. Next round, I would not have a problem picking them to beat the Nets. Right now, I cannot I am worried because of Embiid's health. If Embiid stays healthy in that next round, I have no doubt they they don't have nothing for the Nets don't have anything for them defensively. That's that's not a doubt in my mind. But with everything that the way it is is looking mm. And B, you better figure it out. You better get healthy, big fella. Now, to close this show out, we got to talk about Portland, okay? Because Dave is out here talking about LeBron make the call. Terry Stotts had the Uber back to the airport to fly commercial <laughs> back to Portland. They Are they finna blow it up? Are they finna blow it up? What's going on in the Pacific Northwest right now? They are not going to blow it up. Um, just because Portland has a history of being that team. Like, if you're Portland and, you're blow, and you blow it up, what's next? You got guys that's dedicated to the team. You got a good core. The only thing you can really make sure is that you can change the coaching. But Portland has that kind of small market in that team to where unless you bring in a transcendent talent, Portland is never going to get much better unless it's a circumstance where teams in a way just start to fall and there's injuries and stuff like that. But the Dame is about the closest thing you can get to a transcendent talent that's been healthy in Portland. So if you want to have some sort of cash where you're winning games, you're a playoff team. I don't say blow it up because the only other alternative is is obscurity and keep on trying in the draft over and over. You could try to put a team together that has some sort of talent that'll be able to get you over the hump because you're you're not a market that's going to make big trades. You're not a market that's going to pull in big free agents. So if they want to keep the status of being a playoff team, I, I would say keep it together. I don't think they're going to okay. blow it up. All right. Chris, what you thinking, man? What you thinking? I think they're going to make some changes. Um, it's one of two things Portland could do. They could play the waking game. Which is they can just literally just because Dame I I misspoke when I talked to y'all this weekend Dame's only thirty I thought he was thirty two for some reason and CJ's turning twenty nine I believe so they could they could play the waiting game and just wait until the rest of the top dogs in the West finally start slowing down and they start crumbling like Chris Paul not gonna be on the Suns for another three years uh, Chris Paul might he, not be on the Suns next year right exactly like yeah. the way he the, the way his injuries been hitting him. Um, LeBron and AD are going to start. LeBron's going to be almost 40 in three years. Uh, Dame is still being his prime. CJ still being his prime. So they can play the weight game and, and wait. Does wait CJ's prime really matter? Let's be honest with ourselves here. Does I CJ mean, McCollum's prime really matter? I mean, he's still a 20 point a game scorer. I'm, I'm going to say that. He's still a 20 point a game scorer. If you score 20 and you let Austin Rivers look like Austin Rivers from Duke, does it really <laughs> matter? I, I, you got a point. You got a point. You got a point. But all I'm saying, they can play. They can play the weight game, and you know they keep rotate bigs in and out because Nurkic is not reliable injury wise. But or they could blow it up, and I think they're gonna blow it up. The only two players I think that you can blow this team up and go get that are on deals similar to the players you have on the team right now is if you go get Carl Anthony Towns out of Minnesota, and you get Draymond Green out of Golden State. Because with Clay injury history, now to go to state, they probably wouldn't trade Draymond. But when they get Clay back and they got room to, you know, go add a third offensive piece, Draymond might become expendable because he's on a a hundred million dollar deal. You know what I mean? Like they could go get CJ if they can go get CJ and put him with Curry and Clay and Wiggins. I like that a little bit better than Draymond. You know what I mean? Because because of the offensive. Because of the offensive firepower you have. You know what I mean? Because Clay and Curry going to hold down the fort 
three-point three wise, CJ would be a ball orchestrator in that offense because I don't think CJ is a bad player. I just think he's not a good player with Dame because CJ needs the ball in his hand. And I think if we saw him in a different offense where the ball was in his hand for him to make plays, he would be that passer. He would be that scorer that he should be important. So unless they go get those two guys, I really don't know what you can do with this Portland roster. They don't have very good draft picks. I don't even think they have any picks in this draft. I know you better sign Norman Powell to an, Norman Powell to an extension because he saved y'all but a lot of those games because Norman Powell did show up. You better sign him back. I guess you keep Melo, but he's 37 now. Robert Covington, you better sign him back because he's on a great deal. I think Covington only making like $30 million. That's a steal. That's a steal for Covington. I say you let Nurkic figure out what you're going to do with Nurk and CJ, and you blow it up. Now, I say you give it one year blowing it up with a new coach. If you still don't get out the first, second round and go to the conference final and have a competitive conference final, go to a full rebuild. Trade Damian Lillard, who's also on a four-year, $198 million deal, which is going to be hard to trade for him. But if you don't do it next year and go at least deep in the playoffs, Go ahead, let Dame be free, man. Free Dame. Can, can we just talk about the fact that this man was really talking about LeBron make that call? Can we really <laughs> talk about it? Like, you know, this is the man that talked about people running from the grind, and not the grind has grinded him the heck down. He like, hey, I don't want the grind no more. Y'all got did, did he? Did Dame actually say that? Yeah, yeah, he said it, but he was replying to something else, man. He was replying. He wasn't saying to go to the Lakers. He was saying somebody in the comments said something about um, Jay Kidd. This is before Jason Kidd took his name out the coaching um, candidacy. Ah, got you. Got and he you. and you know Jay Kidd, the assistant over at Lakers. So Dame was saying, "Come on, Brian, let me get Jay Kidd. Make that call. Make that call. that. That's how okay, it went. Okay, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't him trying to go to the Lakers. He was just saying, let me get Jay Kidd up off you because he said he wanted Jay Kidd as the coach." I'm I'm telling you right now, that man was saying LeBron make that call for real. <laughs> I think it was a signal. He don't, I think he it was don't a care plan. about no J Kid. He is not that stuck on J Kid. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. They're both Oakland guys. They're both they they're from the same place. They sure they know the lingo, all that. Great. I that man is not trying to be in Portland for the rest of his career. Getting first round exits with a guy with. I'm sorry. C.J. McCollum, to me, he is uh, a rich man's Jamal Crawford. He's Jamal Crawford with a Gucci belt. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he's he's more fundamentally sound. His shot selection is a little better. Defensively, they both fish food. I, like, that's just the reality there. So, I mean, that's 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 that on that. And we're we going to go a little over an hour today, just a little bit, because we got to get in this Julio talk. We got to. We talked about the playoffs, but we got to get on this turf one time. Julio Jones said he was gone on uh, on uh, Undisputed when Shannon Sharp called him. And now he gets traded to the uh, Tennessee Titans for a second-round pick and a – no, a second and a fourth-round pick. Um, and that's, that's what he was traded for. So – Fellas, what are y'all thinking? How scary is Tennessee at this point? Are y'all like, hey, go ahead and book them in the Super Bowl? Or is it like, mm, I mean, they got better, but. Um, I, I do think that Tennessee got sick significantly better. If I recall correctly, they won, they won the division, right, this past season? Yes. Okay, so at 17 games this season, I think that, that Tennessee goes about 13-4. and four. 
And um, I think they're right on the cusp of making it to the Super Bowl. But um, I think the only thing that's in their way is I'm going to go ahead and um, stick with my way too early, early um, preseason pick. And out of the um, out of the AFC, I'm going with um, why am I blinking right now? Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, I got the I got the Chiefs. I think that's the only thing standing in Tennessee's way. I don't think that they're talented enough to get over the hump that is Kansas City quite yet. Okay. All right. Chris, what do you think, man? How are these Titans gonna keep people up at night? Is this a team that you like packing the mail? It's it's going or is it like, yeah, I mean listen, listen. Those betters that bet the over on Tennessee games when it was at nine and a half, you are a rich man come this <laughs> end of the season. If you bet the over on that nine and a half that they gave the Titans, you are a rich man come the end of the season because they're getting at least on a bad day, barring injuries, at least 11 games. At least 11 games. They're going to win their division easily. So if you got some bread, go ahead and drop it on that. They're going to win their division again easily. Now, what? You mean to tell me you're not worried about Carson Wentz? <laughs> Gives almost said some choice words to you saying that. What <laughs> the, the the you think that they gonna roll over the conference with Tim Tebow in it? <laughs> it, it anyway, 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 anyway. If you a betting man, go ahead and bet the over on their wins, and go ahead and bet them winning the division. They got tremendously better. Like like the the the, the range that they got better because. Part of the part of their quarterback who gives hates, he hates their quarterback. But part of their quarterback problem was he he only had one guy he could really rely on. Now you probably got the top guy you can rely on in the NFL. Like he's he's in the conversation for best receiver in the league. Any any way you cut the cake, he's in the conversation. So I think that that makes their offense just crazy now because you got to worry about Derrick Henry and and Giz, You play football, man. I'm gonna let you get the analysis. But when you pack that box. You give up something else. And you oh, know what you give up. You know what you give up. I'll let you explain the football to him, but I mean, I mean man. It's, it's it's not complicated. You only have 11 players on the field. And when you have a guy like Derrick Henry, you can't have basically football, just like any other sport, all about numbers. You want to get two to three people to Derrick Henry. If you have a one-on-one with Derrick Henry, I mean – that man stiff-armed uh, Josh Norman so hard, bro. I said, that man got kids. <laughs> bro, that Listen, man got bro. kids. Why would he you do dribbled that? him. He dribbled him. Why would you do that? Like, what? Come on, man. Like, and and I'm, looking at, I'm looking at him like, get up, Craig. Come on. Come on, get up. Get up. Because that was ugly. That was just, that was downright ugly. Um, but, you know, this, this Titans team, I really feel like they got a lot better. Anytime you had a player like Julio, you got a lot better. But also, I mean, you're still going to run into that buzzsaw that is the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have retooled their offensive line in like yeah. two days. Like that, that is that is blowing my mind with the contracts that they have between Chris Jones, Kelsey, Mahomes, that and Tyreek Hill that they just were like, yeah, we're going to go get five former Pro Bowlers. Don't worry about <laughs> it. And like everybody in the league was like, yeah. Cool. Well, if you look at how they lost, if you look at how they lost the Super Bowl, I mean, that was the key reason why. So they was like, "All right, that's definitely not going to happen again." Oh, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm saying the rest of the league just like, yeah, Kyle Long going over there, cool, good for him. Joe Tooney, 
again, a guy that I play with, great guy, great, great dude, great offensive guard. And nobody in the league was like, hey, 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 throw him a bag. Stop playing, bro. I know we got more money than the Chiefs, bro. Offer him some bread. Because <laughs> right. now look, now look, Mahomes ain't finna get touched. He finna be back there playing with candy money. But anywho, um, this, this Titans team did get a lot better. Uh, from a betting standpoint, absolutely. Like you said, Chris, anybody bet the over, hey, congratulations. Congratulations, big dog. Because I believe the over just jumped. By what three games? I believe it just yeah, jumped it, it up went to from nine and it went from nine and a half to eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. So yeah, it, I mean that that man is uh, Julio Jones is a difference maker, and like you said, you you have to pick your poison. Corey Davis was a very good receiver. Make no bones right. about that. Losing right. Corey Davis hurt, but trading out Corey Davis for Julio, yeah, you kind of won that trade. By all. Right. So <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a situation where. And as much as I don't like Tannehill, he has been playing well. As of late, ever since he's been with the Titans these past about 20, 25 games, he's played well. So, I mean, barring injury, barring something crazy happening, I could see them beating the Chiefs. I mean, if the wrong guy gets injured, if you get a Tyreek Hill out, they could do it. They could. But all and if uh if Caleb Farley doesn't play well as well, he's a defensive back that they just drafted in the first round. Um, if he doesn't play well, I'm worried about this team from a defensive back standpoint. Losing to Dory Jackson and having a guy that's a first rounder not playing well, that's going to be tough to juggle. But hey, all hey, in all, Gibbs, just one quick question for you, Andy. Um, what did they? How many picks did they give up? Um, Tennessee did, gave up. I want to say they gave up a second and a six or a second and a fourth. No, they gave up a second and a fourth, and they got back a six from uh, from. From Atlanta. Okay, so they still got like a one and a uh third, right? First and a third? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so they, yeah, they got room to go get a DB, uh emergency DB if they have to. They can try to. I mean, listen, I'm, there's there's definitely it's there. It's okay. it's there for them if they need to, because there are there are some good DBs that are on very friendly contracts that they could probably go get uh for a first. So I mean all in all, like you said, they're not in a bad spot. And if they trade away those first, they'll be leveraging away the future for right now. But that makes sense. Derrick Henry is a powerful back. Power backs do not last long. That is just the way of the world. You running your body in the 300-pounders, 240-pounders, just your body won't take that for long. Uh, Julio Jones is at the end of where receivers are normally really, really good. So, I mean, leveraging the future for right now would make sense. But anywho, we know y'all tired of us talking about trades and talking about Terry Stotts having to catch Ubers and Lyfts. Well, y'all think it was a surcharge? Y'all think it was a surcharge when he had to get a <laughs> It probably was. He probably had to pay $50 for that job. Anyway, uh, but come on back next week and a week after that and a week after that. And by the way, I'm going to hope to not be so wrong next time because I, I don't want to be cooked like this on the show or see. in the comments. Uh, so come on back next week and a week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, no.